1: Brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we are back talking NXT on the WWE Network. Uh, it's a takeover episode. Takeover,
0: takeover. I feel like we need a sound bite to go in there.
1: Yeah, or like we need the the monster truck guy takeover and it echoes or something like that. We uh, need something. Yeah, something big. Uh, because this is a big show. They're all big shows. Uh... We're going to talk about what happened on NXT UK and NXT proper real quick. Uh, not much happened on NXT UK, and even less happened on regular <laughs> NXT. I was stunned at how little happened on regular yeah, NXT. Yeah, there
0: was, there was like, no content.
1: Yeah. Uh, NXT UK was a pretty boring show. Uh, Noam Dar had a match with As- Ashton Smith, which he won. Uh, Grizzled Young Veterans had a promo, so that's always fun. Uh Yes. They were interrupted by Gallus, and they were also interrupted by Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. And all three of, or all two of these teams wanted to challenge Grizzled Young Veterans for the tag team titles. Uh, And it was determined that Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster have not earned their chance to be in a match with these two other teams. Uh, But uh, something was set up, I believe, for next week's episode. Uh, with Flash okay. Morgan Webster having a match with one of the Coffees, I think. Uh, they're going
0: to kill him.
1: Well, uh, if he can prove himself, apparently they will earn a spot in this uh, TakeOver Cardiff match. Uh,
0: no. If J- they're a tag team, they should be able to fight as a tag team, not solo. Yeah. Come on, guys. I feel
1: like it's a little unfair. Yeah. Uh Ginny and Jazzy Gabbert won a tag team match over Zia Brookside and Piper Niven after Rhea Ripley came down and attacked Piper Niven and left Zia uh, all by herself. And Rhea's
0: the best. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: and uh the main event was a pretty lackluster big man battle of Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff, which didn't even have an ending. It was a double count out. Uh and they announced <clears throat> the uh the main event for next week's show is Cassius Ono and Ilya Dragonoff, which may very well wow. be the the match that we will be reviewing as next week is a as a Hangover episode, but... Uh, oh my
0: god, I've never been more bored in my life.
1: Next week's Hangover episode does actually feature something of importance on it. Uh, it does! It, the
0: Breakthrough Championship.
1: Yes, it has the finals of the Break... Is it the Breakthrough or Breakout.
0: I don't know. One of
1: those. Yeah the the breakthrough out championship tournament finals got like better. Jordan the throughout breakthrough out.
0: Yep. Uh, breakthrough. J-
1: Jordan Miles and Cameron Grimes winner wins the tournament and gets a title match of his choosing. And also on the Hangover Show is Forgotten Sons against Bree Zango. Not bad matches. No, not really. Uh, they should both Maybe. be okay. Yeah. Well, Forgotten Sons. Right. So, yeah. Uh, NXT proper had one match officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty good one. It was it was a good match. Uh, so the there was a Street Profits Undisputed Era contract signing, which was pretty fun. It was. Uh, Montez Ford announced Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly as O'Reilly Auto Parts, which. I got a chuckle out of. I thought maybe that was like more of a regional thing up here.
0: Oh uh, no, that's all over the place. But apparently, they're,
1: apparently they're all over the place, and uh, so I got a chuckle out of that as I understood that reference. And he introduced Bobby Fish as Lawrence Fishburne Jr. Uh,
0: Which there are worse stars you could be sure.
1: To. <laughs> sure, uh, the crowd, the crowd, comedically chanted auto parts.
0: Uh, yes, I did appreciate that.
1: Yeah, that Bobby Fish, uh, it was so funny he forgot to laugh. Uh, and Kyle O'Reilly noted that he didn't forget to laugh. He just chose not to because the jokes were not funny. Uh, mm. And then Leave
0: it to Kyle to, like, have a womp-womp response.
1: <laughs> in, in true, in true awesome bad guy fashion, Kyle said that he did have a joke. Uh, And that it was the Street Profits are the tag team champions. And then they laughed uproariously at their own bad joke, which is (laughs) solid bad guy behavior. Uh, And then Montez Ford got all mad and fired up and he cut this really great promo saying that they didn't come here to lose. They're coming here to win. They're going to kick their ass and it's undisputed. It was a pretty good little segment.
0: I did enjoy it. And no one got their asses beat.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that that didn't happen, which usually does happen during contract signing, so that was impressive. I know. Uh, it was respectful. In the lone match on this show, Shane Thorne defeated Joaquin Wilde. Uh, I thought both of these guys were pretty good. Uh, it was, yes. But it was... So it was like Joaquin Wilde, who's brand new, so people aren't quite into him yet. And Shane, yeah. And Shane Thorne, who was a part of a tag team for a while... Uh, but he also has been disappeared and hasn't really been doing much. So the crowd was kind of just here for it a little bit. But
0: I liked it though. It was, I thought it was good.
1: They worked really hard. It was a good match, and Shane Thorne won, which it, honestly I did not expect.
0: No, he never wins. So I was super happy. No, and I, I like him.
1: And I thought this new guy, they were going to do something, but uh, they didn't. He he has not won yet. Uh, the main event was supposed to be Matt Riddle and Killian Dane, but it never got started. Uh, Dane sneak-attacked him and laid him out, crushing him against the stairs. And the rest of the episode was just video packages, Jacqueline. Yep. Just hyping up TakeOver. So much so that as soon as I realized that, I'm like, I I was just done. I turned the show off. I'm like, I'm not going to keep watching if it's just video packages.
0: Yeah. Uh, I got up. I started, you know, cooking and stuff.
1: So happy so. that... Uh, there was actually a takeover to watch, like, I would have been really upset if that was the show, and we had to wait, like, another oh, yeah. week for a takeover or something. No. <sighs> um, so let's talk about it. NXT TakeOver yeah. Toronto 2. The one with the, the moose antlers in the logo. You, you'll never be able to un, unsee the moose antlers now. Uh. Oh,
0: that's what that is. All
1: over the branding. Um. Hmm. This one in Toronto, Canada. Same place as... Uh, I think it was in the same building as the last time they were in uh, Toronto. It's been a while. The last time they did a takeover in Toronto, the main event was Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura. Wow. So it's been a couple of years uh, since they, they went. The opener was the tag team title match. Street Profits against Undisputed Era. Uh, everybody in this building, Jacqueline... I'm convinced had solo cups
0: yes there and was I was so like, many did they bring them did they bring them all themselves or do they get provided for them
1: I mean I feel, like I feel like
0: someone it, was handing them out
1: I feel like it could be in either or because it's not like they're expensive yeah but it also feels like I can't imagine all these people would think to bring them so I'm yeah. sure they also, were handing them out
0: yeah I feel like they were
1: yeah here's a free water and it just so happens to be in this cup Please, mm-hmm. please show, please show it off as well. Um, <laughs> Montez Ford came out with a what I can only describe as a bedazzled solo cup. Uh, it took mm-hmm. me a couple notices, but it was very glittery.
0: Mm-hmm. And his crown.
1: The crowd. Oh, did he have the crown? Of? He did have a crown, King Tez. I love it. The crowd was torn as to who to love here because they like Undisputed Era, but they were also really into the Street Profits and.
0: What. Which- I feel like it's most matches between these two. Mhm. Like the crowd always seems split. They like to, which is good cuz it's like well then everyone's just happy with who wins anyway.
1: Yes. Um so this started off a little slow but mm-hmm. then it really started picking up. And yes, it did. the crowd really started getting into it. Uh so hot tag time happens with uh Angelo Dawkins. He gets a hot tag. And he he does this thing. Okay, so there's like a moment where uh, I I think it's like Kyle O'Reilly has like a heel hook on Montez Ford. And Bobby, Angelo Dawkins comes in to break it up. And Bobby Fish is going to kind of come in to try to cut him off. And he gives Mm -hmm. Bobby Fish a spine buster onto Kyle O'Reilly. It looks like he does it onto Kyle's face. I'm like, can we go one takeover without Kyle O'Reilly being, (laughs) like having somebody thrown onto his body, please?
0: It is... (laughs) What he signed up for. (laughs) It it is. It is.
1: I mean, so when Dawkins comes in off of, like, the hot tag here, he runs into O'Reilly, and he, like, he, like, tackles him, but O'Reilly goes, like, flying into the other corner. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a, I mean, he he flew very far. Uh, Street Profits hit, like, a kind of a, I don't know, like a, like a makeshift blockbuster thing. Like, they do this blockbuster move off of. Angelo's shoulders and Montez Mm. does it off the top, but here it was Kyle had Angelo in like a like a choke or a sleeper or something, and Montez did the blockbuster from that position to to break it up. Uh this is when they started going into like the near falls and stuff like that. Uh Montez did his big dive over the top rope. Angelo speared both Kyle and Bobby Fish at the same time, and then Montez hit his gigantic frog splash onto Kyle O'Reilly. And pinned him. I was pretty surprised. Clean in the middle. They Island beat Undisputed Era.
0: I knew they were gonna retain
1: Yeah, you called it.
0: I did. So, there was no way they were losing it yet. So They're right, too hot right now.
1: So right away my 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 uh my theory that they were gonna win all of the belts tonight disappeared right there with that one match.
0: Yep, it did.
1: As it turns out, I had no idea what I was talking about when it came to who was going to be winning matches.
0: People think, you know, Adam Cole had it right, and I'm just here to say, he don't know anything.
1: Yeah, not a good predictor here. Um, Yeah, I know. What are your thoughts on the match?
0: I love tag team matches, like Mm -hmm. in general. I think they're so fun, and what a fun way to start off the night. And you're right, it did start off a little slow, but like once it got its momentum, like man, these teams are fantastic.
1: They're a lot of fun.
0: And I really just want Montez Ford and Kyle O'Reilly to be in, like, a facial expression off. Like, when is that happening?
1: Just an act off. Yeah, just yeah. react to things. We're we're going to show you something, <laughs> and then we just want to see your facial expressions. Exactly. Uh, I forgot to note that a couple of times in this match, Montez Ford channeled Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, yes. He teased doing the People's Elbow, which, when it was cut off, this building hated uh, and then, at one point, he did do the rock bottom, which the crowd was also very pleased with.
0: yes, yeah, some crazy th- flashbacks, yeah. and I must say, I think this announced team did a fantastic job as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: um like throughout, but I think they set it up very early in this match and so I appreciated
1: that as well um i'm gonna open up grapple here, and yeah grapple uh i'm I'm higher than grapple here a little bit, so I'm curious to know what you gave it
0: okay three and a half.
1: Okay, so I went three point seven five. I went just a little bit okay. above you, so three and three quarters. And Grapple gave it three point six three. Oh man, in the middle. Yeah, so we we're like really close. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're kind of on board with the, the folks of Grapple. Uh,
0: Bottom line, enjoyable. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh, up next, oh oh, they showed Ricochet in the crowd, and then all I could think of was like, ah, oh, you should come back here, and then just mm-hmm. stay.
0: Please. Although I did see his match on SummerSlam, and we can talk about that later.
1: Oh, okay. Because I did not. I've seen... uh, All I saw from SummerSlam was I saw Bray Wyatt's entrance, which was, I thought, great. Okay. Uh, Okay. And I don't know if you saw it or not. I did not. uh, So he's doing that... He's doing this new character. Not like the Funhouse Pee Wee Herman thingy. I saw videos of he's doing something where he's wearing this absolutely cool-looking horror mask. I think it was made by. I think it was somebody who make somebody who does like horror movie prosthetics made the mask or something. It's really neat looking, and he came out with his lantern like he always used to, but Mm -hmm. the lantern was shoved inside the severed head of Bray Wyatt. Oh, Jesus. It was really creepy looking. Uh, All right. But I saw that and I saw the main event, but I did not see anything else from the show. Anyway, let's not talk about that, because I only saw saw one match and one entrance. Uh, (laughs) What I saw all of was the next match. Candice LeRae and Io Shirai. uh, Grudge match! Yeah, and this was the first time we got to see Io kind of in... We saw her come out, like, oh. a couple times in, like, a black shirt and black pants. So, this is, like, eO with her gear and whatever her entrance is. And she's totally different. She's, like, the mad queen now. She's crazy. She's lost her mind. Uh,
0: Loved her entrance.
1: Yeah. She's got... And, again, she's somebody... She can't speak very much English, but you can see, like, the charisma on her face. Like, just how she looks and mm-hmm. how she's moving. She's great. Her
0: ex- Expressions are fantastic. Yes. Was she a heel in Japan?
1: No. Uh, she was always uh, the top good guy. I don't think she's ever been a heel before. Interesting. Which is crazy because she is really good she's, at it.
0: She's very good.
1: Uh, Candice comes out the complete opposite. Bright, colorful, bubbly. Literally has candy on her like ring jacket. What? And But she is not bubbly in this match. Like, she runs down to the ring she double legs EO and they start battling and they go to the floor right away. Uh, EO, EO teases that she's going to do a sunset sunset flip powerbomb to the outside, but Candice holds onto the, the ropes. Uh, but then EO grabs Candice and suplexes her onto the announcer's table and Candice almost gets counted out. Um,
0: that was crazy. That was. I'd like to say.
1: She gets back in. Like, oh, go ahead.
0: So good. So good. Sorry. I, like, I was just so impressed with, these ladies. So Sorry. she
1: gets back into the ring and it, it's okay for a little, I'm like, okay, it would slow down a little bit, but then it picked up and then it didn't stop. Oh. Then it didn't stop picking up. It and
0: want- I had slowed down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were doing all these cool moves. Like EO, uh, went for a six, one, nine on Candace, but she blocked it and gave her a neck breaker off of the ropes Candice did her suicide dive to the outside, which she turns into a Tornado DDT on EO. Uh, they trade these German suplexes back and forth. Uh, EO tries to... I don't know what she's going for. She's got Candace on her shoulders, but Candace pops up onto EO's shoulders and gives her a reverse hurricane Hurricanrana for a pin. Like a near fall. Wow. That was crazy. Uh, so many things were just so cool
0: in this match. I like was watching this, and I was like, how does a human body do that? Yes like that wasn't
1: that was my those were my thoughts <laughs> Candace does this neckbreaker off of the middle rope uh which she calls Miss LeRae's Wild Ride that used to be her f- <laughs> finisher you can tell she's like a Disney nerd uh love it uh she gave that to EO but EO kicked out of it uh she EO hit Candace with like her moonsault, but Candace kicked out of that and she didn't know what to do and then she like Hooks her in this like weird version of the Koji clutch and Candace passes out and EO wins the match. I thought this was really good.
0: This was a fantastic match. I was really surprised that EO won. I mean, it made sense, mm-hmm. but man, I would have been happy with either of these ladies. It was fantastic. Yeah. The athleticism here is just off the charts.
1: Yeah. I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, I know Candace on Twitter was like, before the match, she's like, I don't know how the match is going to go, but I'm just going to be excited to be Candace LeRae again, because she's mostly just been Johnny Gargano's, Johnny wife,
0: Gargano's wife, and mm-hmm. she really hasn't
1: had a chance to show what she can do. This is her first takeover in a wrestling role, and I was, yeah, they had a great match.
0: All of this match. Showed me was that both of these women are super underutilized.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna pop open Grapple here. I'm curious to know what you gave Candace and EO.
0: I went high on this one. I'm mm. giving it a four.
1: Okay, I gave it a four.
0: Yeah.
1: And Grapple gave it a four. What? Straight on the money four.
0: Yep.
1: And by the way, the people that- um, who run the grapple app. They do these. Sometimes they'll put out these infographics okay. and this Candice and EO match is the highest rated women's match on a takeover event in two years. Makes sense. Uh, it was phenomenal. The last time a women's match on a takeover show got four or above, I believe it was an Oscar Ember Moon title match. I think it was mm. takeover. Brooklyn three was the okay. last time a women's match got four. From Grapple as a combined score, so
0: okay, that makes sense.
1: That that was great, and this was a really good match. I thought it was maybe, so good. maybe the second best match on the show, or tied for second best match on the show. I'm okay,
0: not. I'll buy that.
1: Uh, Matt Riddle interrupted the show, stormed through the crowd, <laughs> broing, angry broing, and called out <laughs> uh, Killian Dane. I mean, you know, he was mad, but he still kicked off his flip flops, but with an angry face.
0: Yeah, uh, well, he—that's how you know he means
1: business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he called out Killian Dane and wanted a fight. Dane entered the scene, and a brawl erupted. Uh, they brawled all around ringside and up the ramp. Officials poured out, trying to stop them. Uh, Matt Riddle and Killian Dane killed all of these poor officials, and <laughs> at the at the end. Uh Matt's got like a Killian in like a chokehold, like he's on his back and Killian runs off of the stage and takes a security guard with him or something and they all go through a table. Uh so yeah, there are a few not done yet. It, and it's weird, they usually don't do things like this on takeovers. They usually don't do storyline uh like segments like this. But Well,
0: I guess since Killian Dane has just come back, like yep. Oh, and he called him out for being hairy. We can't, we cannot forget that. Like, yeah,
1: he wanted Matt him to bring his,
0: mentions-
1: his hairy yeah. ass. He specifically Sorry. said hairy ass. But I don't think he was talking about particularly his ass. I think he just yeah. meant, you know. Your hairy your, body. Your personage, yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure everything on that man is hairy. So it could have been either way. I'm not really sure. We, I, I'm not in and- Matt Riddle's head.
0: I've never seen Killian Danes, but to confirm or deny.
1: So. Yeah, we'd have to. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll contact Nikki Cross. She'll tell us. Yeah, I uh, feel like she would. North, she may. Uh, North American Championship on the line. Velveteen Dream uh, defending against Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Uh, Velveteen Dream had a tremendous entrance. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of people who are probably not old enough or dorky enough to know that the dancers came out to the mounties theme song which was a terrible <laughs> cartoon character pro wrestler from the 90s uh oh see i didn't
0: know that but once the like the song like the i knew the lyrics or like i at least knew like the concept of the lyrics yes once that started
1: uh yeah the mountie was like an absolutely god-awful cartoon character from the 90s where everybody was a cartoon character in the WWF, uh, and everybody else had jobs and his job was that he was a Mountie. Uh, (laughs) and they came out to his theme song, which is an awesome theme song. Uh, and then like, I guess it was like the Toronto Raptors, uh, dance Dance team. team? Yeah,
0: which was super cool.
1: They did some cool dance moves and then the Velveteen dream came out and then they all fawned over Velveteen dream.
0: As you do. Uh,
1: uh, he on social media said that he, that uh, Roderick Strong is from America and Pete Dunne is from England, and nobody was representing Canada in this match, so he was going to be the Canadian representative <laughs> for this match. Um, thus the thus the entrance. Sh- uh, sure, everybody everybody <laughs> liked all three of these guys. They did all sorts of cool double team moves. Yes. Especially Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong was doing a lot of the, the lifting in here when it came to the double team moves. Like he Yes. He did his like forearm train but to like both Pete Dunne and Velveteen Dream. So he was like running the ropes and hitting both of them back and forth.
0: That was phenomenal. He
1: put both of them in the stronghold at the same time, which was really impressive. The Boston Crab backbreaker he submission yep.
0: move. He is he has a very impressive wrestler, and yes. I'm almost sad that like I don't know I, it's time for him to break out.
1: yeah, more so. everybody had uh moments to shine in this match. uh Velveteen dream does this like coast to coast purple rainmaker elbow, which was really impressive. The ending of yep. the, the ending of the match was poor Pete Dunn essentially getting hit with all of the moves and then Roderick and Velveteen trying to throw each other out to steal the pin. <laughs> and at the end, it was Roderick hitting uh, hitting his suplex into the backbreaker. Oh, God, what's it called? I can't remember it now. Um, but, uh, oh, End of Heartache. He end of hits, Heartache. He hits End of Heartache, uh, and then pins Pete Dunne, but Velveteen comes off the top rope with another Purple Rainmaker, and then Velveteen pins Pete Dunne to retain the championship, thus concluding the dashing of the hopes. Of anyone from Undisputed Era getting new title belts on this show did not happen. Velveteen Dream retained. And throughout all of this, Jacqueline was maybe maybe the highlight was Moro Ronaldo for me in this match. Because <laughs> if you're thinking of the call that I'm thinking of right now, he's probably look, most of the announcers have somebody in their ear saying, say this. Don't forget to say this. Plug this. But I think the NXT announcers are relatively unproduced, uh, <laughs> in that they can just kind of call things as they're seeing it. And Moro Ronaldo is very quick witted usually, and yes. he and says
0: smart. He uses a lot of very nice words. He very
1: says good words. <laughs> he says a line in this match that probably shouldn't have made me laugh as hard as it did. But there's a spot in this match where Roderick Strong grabs Velveteen Dream by the legs. And pulls him crotch first into the steel post. Mm-hmm. And Moro Ronaldo is, of course, watching this on his monitor. And he's like, I need to say something here. This was devastating. And <laughs> Moro Ronaldo says, and I quote, In the home of the Toronto Raptors, that was nothing but nuts. <laughs> and I just. <laughs> I'm like, <sighs> what prompted you to. Th- like, how. <laughs> I wanna be in your head to see the gears turning to like like he, oh, oh. You know what
0: makes sense here? <laughs> mm, yes.
1: Like okay, his balls were crushed into this post. Where are we? We're in Canada. Okay, what building are we in? The home of the Raptors. Okay, what do they do? They play basketball. Okay, what's the thing they say in basketball? Nothing but net. Okay, what's something that kind of sounds like <laughs> net but could be related to this? Like, I just want to be in his head as it forms.
0: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I almost don't think he probably went through that much of a thought process. Yeah,
1: it's, it's not even like it was clever, and it's not even really that funny, but I just wasn't expecting him to say it.
0: No, no. I don't I, think anyone was. I
1: just giggled. Like I should... the
0: stuff that comes out of his mouth I'm not ready to. No. I'm not ready to hear. Like
1: sometimes I have to think about what he says and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. That was clever." Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one though didn't require any thinking. It was just that <laughs> all that was that was just like lizard brain. Like he that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but I think all three of these guys had such a great showing and I don't think you could have had this match or without the level of talent that yes. they all have. Yes. Um and like if like Pete Dunne it was kind of a little forced that he was in it. But A little bit, yeah. I got to say like I didn't really care during the match. I was like this is fantastically done.
1: Yeah, he added to it. So,
0: I'll allow it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this could have been maybe better if it was singles matches with either combination of guys, but they really made this work and I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't even know. I feel like um, Pete Dunne though just sells things so well, mm-hmm. and is so good that I think that he he made ever he makes you elevate, kind of a thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Every, that's my that's and, my take.
1: And even though Velveteen Dream is still kind of lacking in a few areas, like he makes up for it with all of the charisma, charisma. and the performance. <laughs> Like he's doing like the sexy dance at Pete Dunn, but it's Pete Dunn, so he's like Ill- he's not affected <laughs> at all. So Velveteen Dream just stops and kind of does this awkward like hello smile to him. So funny! All that stuff really worked for me. I don't know. Uh, so what would you what would you give this? I'm going to open Grapple here.
0: Um, I'm gonna go. Oh God, it was so enjoyable, mm-hmm. but not as enjoyable as the first two matches. So, but I'm not gonna go too far. So a three and a quarter.
1: Okay. So I was I was much higher. Well not much higher, okay. but higher. I gave this a four just like the EO and Candace match. Okay. I thought this was great. Interesting. And I'm a little bit above Grapple. Grapple went three three point eight.
0: See, I liked it, but I like I think I liked the first two matches better.
1: Mm hmm. Well yeah. the 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 first match had the street profits in it, of course.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I'm super biased, so
1: Interesting. I'm, <laughs> I'm curious to know how you feel about the next match then.
0: Mm-hmm. Shayna... It was like the one, like, dim spot. Yeah. It wasn't, like, dark. It was just, like, dim.
1: So Shayna Baszler, Mia Yim, for the NXT Women's Championship, they gave Mia this big entrance where a bunch of, like, street people came out with her, I guess. And she gave them all, like, <laughs> fist bumps, except for one poor lady on the end who she completely just dropped and ignored was left hanging. Uh,
0: did not care about, is what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, and uh, Shayna comes out, and this was the match that I was really hoping was going to be really good, because I like the story behind it. I like the build-up the video package for this was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they came out here, and it's not like they had a bad match, it's not like they were <laughs> no. awful, but it they didn't gel particularly well. They did a like, Shayna, they did a thing where Mia was working over Shayna's arm, which was really, like, the working over the arm and the way that it played into the end of the match I thought was all really good. But it was all the yes. stuff in the middle. There was, like, one big move, which was Mia hitting uh, her code blue flipping powerbomb thingy uh, right. off the off the top rope, which was really impressive. And that woke the crowd up a little bit. But yes. other than that, there was not much flash or pizzazz to anything. And no. despite her despite her picking up wins and her they're focusing on Mia on TV, the crowd wasn't really all that behind her. And mm-hmm. uh you know, Shayna is not like a really flashy wrestler. So she no. her matches are better when she's got somebody who's a little flashier to work with. Agreed. And here it's it wasn't like there were two Shayna Baszlers in the ring, because Mia's not like Shayna. But in terms of, like, in the ring, like, how they how they wrestle, it was kind of like having two Shaynas in the ring.
0: Yeah, you need, like, someone who does the flips or the big moves or something, like, just to counterbalance it. Mm-hmm. And I, not that I think either of these ladies are aren't talented I think they are I just think that it makes for it's just a different match than what I think we're used to seeing yeah and especially because the last time we saw them on tv their match was like phenomenal so yeah I don't know if if maybe Mia just wasn't
1: ready or feeling it or they just had an off night a little bit
0: yeah something
1: there wasn't a spark yeah
0: there wasn't But where there had been you know Mm -hmm. so something just felt off um but I don't know, but I, yeah, it was probably like, it was, for me, this was the slowest match of the night.
1: I liked how, uh, like I said, I liked how Mia working on Shayna's arm led to the finish. So the, the finish was Shayna trying to get Mia Yim in the Kirifuda clutch. And obviously she could not lock her hands because Mia had worked over one of Shayna's arms and it was too hurt for her to be able to get a solid enough grip. And Mia kept escaping so Shayna being the smart combat athlete was like, All right, I'm just gonna put this move on you with my legs and I'm just gonna squeeze you to death with them. And that's what happens. Yep. Mia tapped out uh to a choke with the legs, a la Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat. And
0: oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome because I will yeah. say, from like a, a standard female build mm-hmm. standpoint, like women typically have the stronger legs, so like I buy that. Yes.
1: Uh, so, yeah, I I liked that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, the two things that I liked really weren't enough to kind of combat the rest of the stuff that didn't really work. I agree. Uh, I still gave it what I thought was a pretty generous score, because I know they were working really hard, but it Same. it didn't really come together. So I'm curious as to what you gave Shayna and Mia. Three. Okay, so I'm... Just behind you, I gave it two point seven five i didn't i didn't want to give it the a- i didn't want to give it the average of two and a half 'cause I thought they were no, doing it was better above. Than that. yeah i thought they were doing yeah. better than that uh grapple gave it two point five seven so they were Oof. a little below
0: well and here's the here's the problem with this too is that i think on this you the three matches leading up to this were so just over the top, incredible. What you know, however you want to say, it. and then so it kind of like the energy dipped. So, and I yes. think that when you when you start comparing, that's kind of the issue.
1: Yes. Um, okay, main event: uh, Adam Cole defending the NXT Championship against Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls where each fall has a stipulation attached to it. Match. Uh, this was also the. I've I've noticed a theme here with Johnny Gargano. If there's a stipulation involved, Johnny Gargano turns into an idiot, uh, <laughs> and we'll talk about it as as we go. But I would just like to point out that the that last I was correct. Well, you were correct. Uh, the, but the last two times Johnny Gargano has been in stipulation oh. matches, he's been an idiot. He's done something to cost himself the match. Yes. Uh, the most recent example of this was the last man standing match against Ciampa where he did this run. He couldn't just let Ciampa go. He get, had to give him this running knee and mm-hmm. he ended up hurting himself and Ciampa was able to get to his feet before Johnny could and he ended up losing the match because of something he did and something very similar happens in this match. So the first fall is a pure straight up wrestling match because Adam Cole uh, both times he has pinned Johnny Gargano, they've been in straight up wrestling matches. So he's figuring, I did it those times, I can I can do it again. Despite the fact that Johnny Gargano's nickname is Johnny Wrestling. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, the irony!
1: They have a really good first fall, uh, and it went for a while. I'm like, whoa, this match is going to be a while. Turns out, it was. It was like a this was like a 51 minute match when it was all said and done.
0: It was super long. I know when the first fall was not coming in the first like 15 minutes, I was like what in the hell is happening? Yeah,
1: they were they were They playing, are
0: going to be tired.
1: They are playing the long game. Oh, I thought they were going to be tired, but these guys just put the afterburners on and they just didn't slow down. They just kept going no. at this kind of a ridiculous pace for 50 minutes. I was amazed. Uh
0: They must have some great cardio endurance training. Yes. Huh? I just thought they lifted a lot of weights.
1: Uh, so tons of near falls in this, but nobody was getting the pin. Uh, and then at the end, Johnny Gargano brings in a chair and the referee's like, I'm going to DQ you. You can't do this. And Johnny Gargano is like, I don't care. And he hits Adam Cole with a chair.
0: What I would like to say though, Adam Cole originally brought it in the ring. He room, did. So like he set himself up.
1: Yes. Uh, so Johnny Gargano got himself disqualified, which sounds on purpose. which sounds dumb because Adam Cole is now up one to nothing on Johnny Gargano. Uh, But the second fall is a street fight. So now Johnny Gargano has Adam Cole down, and he has a weapon in his hand, and he goes crazy. Now, what I thought was going to happen here Mm -hmm. was that he was going to beat the crap out of Adam Cole with his chair and then pin him. Pin him. But that's not what happened. No. He hit him a bunch, and then he carried Adam Cole around, and then Adam Cole fought back. (laughs) And then Johnny Gargano had to fight back, and eventually he hits Adam Cole with a lawn dart into a chair wedged in between the turnbuckles, which looked awful, because it looked like the top of Adam Cole's head hit so like the, v- hit the very bottom of the chair, and uh-huh. then he put Adam Cole in the Gargano escape, and Adam Cole tapped out.
0: Two things I want to say about that fall that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. One, he put Adam Cole in a rolly chair and, like, wheeled him into a wall genius yes and two like the poor spanish dance table come on
1: yes oh yeah he got adam <laughs> cole got thrown through it butt first
0: yes <laughs> and then they just have to stand there the rest of the night although one of the guys i think did hop over into the other side
1: yes he wanted to get away from he did not want to be attacked
0: i like respect
1: <laughs> yes um and the third fall was revealed to be a cage surrounded by barbed wire and strapped with weapons of all manner.
0: Basically war games.
1: Essentially, yeah.
0: Like, literally.
1: Yeah, so I mean, they had, like, chairs and kendo sticks and sledgehammers and bags and ladders and tables. They did it. They should not have put a bag on the cage because... I mean, I knew what to expect when they grab the bag. Like, so he grabs this bag, and the crowd, you can feel the the buzz in the audience. They're, like, buzzing for him to dump this bag out. And when he dumps it out, the crowd all booed. Because fans have been conditioned, if there's a bag in a hardcore match, and it gets dumped out, that bag is usually full of thumbtacks. Which yes, did not happen here. Uh, and the crowd booed vociferously, because, you know... Uh, although the, the bag did contain wire cutter and Johnny Gargano clipped barbed wire, uh, this hardcore match saw no less than three Panama sunrises. <laughs> one from Adam Cole off of the top rope, one from Adam Cole onto Johnny Gargano off of a ladder down to the ring, and then one with Johnny Gargano giving one to Adam Cole off of the top rope, which was which, crazy. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. None of, these, none of these were enough to pin the other man. Uh, there was also a moment, a really scary one, that they kind of just brushed past. But Adam Cole had set up these two chairs, like, side by mm-hmm. side. And Johnny Gargano gave Adam Cole a tornado DDT. He was supposed to DDT him onto the flat part of the chair. But Adam Cole's head just went into the top part of the chair, like the back. Yeah. It he definitely looked, has a concussion. It looked <laughs> gnarly. Oh man, it was so gross. Uh, Johnny Gargano set up these tables uh, and once he cut up the cut the barbed wire, Adam Cole saw that Johnny Gargano had barbed wire in his hands and of course he's a coward so he fl- he's fleeing. He's trying to get to the top of the cage. Um, there's like a table wedged up there. Uh, So, you know, good for a a nice extra platform. Very convenient, that is it. I was going to say,
0: let's call it what it is, a platform. (laughs) Yes.
1: Uh, And Johnny Gargano climbs up there and is trying to attack Adam Cole. And then, a la Harry Potter and Voldemort in The Deathly Hallows Part 2, they throw each other off into this chasm and they miss one table and they very ugly go through the second table. Yeah. Like it's brutal, and then Adam Cole puts his arm on top of Johnny Gargano, who has once again killed himself in an attempt to win the championship, and Adam Cole retains the NXT Championship.
0: Yeah, if if the, if Adam Cole didn't roll over, I was pretty sure the two men were dead. Like, yes, <laughs> that was insane.
1: This yes, match is crazy. It was bonkers. Um,
0: Wasn't it? At one point during this match, didn't Johnny Gargano yell "Mamma Mia" at Adam Cole?
1: Uh, he may have.
0: I feel like it was during the first fall. He went "Mamma Mia," <laughs> just, like did something crazy. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think this was as good at this. Uh, this is not to say uh, I was about to make a a comparison here. And then I just realized how bad it would make these matches sound. I was about to compare them to the original three Jurassic park movies. And in in that, (laughs) in that my enjoyment of them, like lessened by the movie, like my, my favorite order of those is the first one, first, the second one, second, and the third one, third. Uh, Hmm. I like the, I like the takeover New York match the most, the takeover 25 match second best. And then this one I liked third best but to compare this match to jurassic park 3 would be a crime this match is much better than jurassic park 3 uh i just didn't think it was as good as the previous two cole gargano matches maybe because it went a little long maybe because it did go a little long it got a little wacky with the weapons cage and fire extinguishers and sledgehammers and stuff like that it got a little The fire
0: extinguisher was cool
1: you, you, also, okay, so you enjoy that? that like, I hate, I hate, yeah. hate fire extinguishers and matches.
0: Here's, here's why. Because they, he, it's not like he picked it up and threw it at him. He no. like sprayed him with it. Yes. But here's my thing. That's that is that burns you. Like, yes. So it has to have. So all I'm doing is watching this, and I'm like, that can't be. That has to be filled with something else. Like they've definitely yeah. not put that in there. And I know that because in the movie. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, <laughs> they used that substance, and everyone got super sick and mark.
1: Movies so, are never wrong, as we know, so.
0: It's true. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I thought that it was a genius use of it. I don't
1: know. I'm happy you just got to use a sentence akin to, if Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> has taught us anything, it is this. Um, yep. fire extinguisher chemicals. Trust a man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Also, never trust a man in a purple top hat. No. I'm looking at you, Velveteen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Very. you got to be wary. <laughs> I didn't even think... That's a Moro Ronaldo level tie-in right there. I didn't even think to make that connection. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, I really liked it. I thought it was a really good match. I thought maybe it went a you? little too long. Uh, yeah. I, I was never bored by it, though. Like, when I realized no. how long it was... It didn't feel like it was that long. Like how Avengers Endgame didn't feel like whatever yeah. it was, six hours, however long it was. It didn't feel as long to me as it turned out to be. So that's good. I,
0: I agree. And I think it was because the the tension was there. The, the crowd
1: um, stayed hot.
0: They did. They Well, the the performance stayed there. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't... I don't think they slowed down. Like, even when they no. slowed down, it wasn't like
1: a pause. You know
0: what I mean? Like,
1: like the first thing they do when the cage lowers is they're hitting each other at the same time with kendo sticks and then super kick each other at the same time right after that. Like, like hard. These guys were going at it like really hard and then they didn't let up.
0: No. And these guys know each other pretty well. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think that their, their chemistry just showed through so much. And it's one of those things where it's like, um, what is it? You always think, like, oh, man, like, with Johnny Gargano and Ciampa, like, he's never going to be able to have that same level of chemistry, but he definitely showed that that is not the case. Yeah, so.
1: he's... Gargano's incredible. I'm going to yeah. say it again. This is probably the end of Johnny Gargano in NXT. I don't know where he goes from here. So, I I can't you imagine... shut your mouth. I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's not like I want him to go anywhere, but, you know, like, what else is he going to do, I guess, at this point? I... I feel like I mean I don't know where Matt I don't know where Adam Cole is going to go next. It won't be Gargano. I feel like that's that's done. done. But you know, I I don't know if he goes to, you know, maybe Jordan Miles wins his match and then challenges Adam Cole, but I mean that won't be a Mm-mm. that won't be a thing where Adam Cole's going to lose. So Right. Uh,
0: so who's next? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's Roderick Strong.
1: <laughs> you're still, still hold on to Roddy?
0: I'm still holding on to that. They are going to break up. I mean... They cannot stay... Agree-
1: I don't see it being... Especially...
0: Huh.
1: I was just going to say, I don't see it being Pete Dunne, because he just lost. I mean, they can build him back up, but...
0: Yeah, uh, and he's, easy. he's such a crowd favorite.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't be hard to, to rebuild him. Uh,
0: Tyler Bates was in the crowd.
1: Mm, Maybe he's coming. Oh yeah, they had Walter and Tyler Bates in the crowd because, of course, that's the Cardiff main event. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, Evolve Champion Austin Theory Austin was also Theory. in the crowd.
0: Yeah, nobody just knew waiting who he for was. him. I'm just waiting for him to move on over, though. Yeah, it's not going to be very long.
1: No, I'm, I'm sure they've got their eyes. I mean, they wouldn't have put him on here if they didn't have their eyes on him, obviously. So, yeah. Uh, eh, I mean, it, Matt Riddle seems like the obvious choice. But he's tied up with Killian Dane right now, so we'll see how we'll see how that all goes. Hmm. Uh, your thoughts on the main event in general, and uh, what would you give it as I open Grapple here? Uh,
0: I would give it. I would go a four again with this one, maybe a four and a quarter. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's what I would do.
1: I went four and a quarter also, and Grapple gave it a four point oh seven. So, okay. yeah, we're kind of like right in the same ballpark, I think.
0: Yeah, we clearly all really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, this was a this was a really good show. I I don't know if it's <clears throat> I, maybe I liked it better than Phoenix. I'm I'm sure I liked it better than Phoenix. Um, Which one was Phoenix? Phoenix was the one in January.
0: I don't even remember. Uh,
1: what was on that? So one? that means
0: I probably also didn't like it as much. Uh.
1: The one in Phoenix was the one where War Raiders won the tag titles from uh Kyle and Roderick. It mm-hmm. was uh Cassius Ono and Matt Riddle. It was uh Johnny gargano winning the u s uh the North American championship from ricochet It was uh oh. Shana and bianca one on one and yeah
0: i yeah that one was probably the low one of the year so far
1: for me. Champa and Alistair Black was the main event of that show. Um, so yeah, I think mm. I liked Toronto mm. more than I liked Phoenix, but so far I think the New York, the Takeover New York, is my favorite Takeover of uh, of the year. That was just a great show, top to bottom. So
0: yeah, although just I'm not gonna say it yet because we got I'm not gonna rank my favorite yet because we still have one more left for the year. So.
1: Yes, we still have our Takeover before Survivor Series.
0: In War Games.
1: Is it going to be War Games again?
0: That's what they
1: said. I thought. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that's what they said.
0: It's going to be Imperium versus Undisputed Era. I'm calling it.
1: Uh, that would be great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would want. I mean, I want like this. The war game <laughs> show should be NXT UK versus NXT. I think you could do a really great uh, mm-hmm. takeover event. Champion versus champion. I think that would be awesome. Oh man, I would love to see Walter and Adam Cole. Are you kidding me?
0: That would be hilarious. Oh my god, like
1: Adam Cole's gonna wear like a bulletproof vest to the ring to protect himself from Walter's chops? I would love to see that. Let's make He's that gonna happen. to come out
0: in a cop car?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna call Triple H as soon as we're done here. Because uh, yeah. of course I have his number. and uh, Direct line. Yeah, it's oh yeah, it's very much like the president calling Batman uh, yeah, in the old exactly. like 1966 <laughs> Batman show. I just have a red telephone here that goes right to Triple H. And uh, I will we just tell him all of our this.
0: great ideas. <laughs> yes.
1: And he implements none of them, but you know,
0: <laughs> he still likes to hear him.
1: Yeah. He's a big fan. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, that's a wrap on uh, takeover Toronto 2. Uh a big thank you to uh, think geek for sponsoring the show. Send me geekly.com slash think geek, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. Next week is the hangover. So I don't know if we're going to officially, I don't know, Jacqueline, you tell me, should we officially cover the hangover NXT or should we just focus on NXT UK? There are, there actually is a match of consequence on NXT this week.
0: Yeah. So I think we should, I think we should watch NXT proper
1: and cover that one in full. Yep. Okay. Sorry, Ilya Dragonoff and Cassius Ohno, but I will only in passing mention what happened in your con in your contest. Um, and we'll cover the regular NXT proper all-two matches uh, (laughs) for next week. Uh, Head on over to CinemaGeekly.com, check out the archives of the show, and uh, while you're doing that, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can hear us come back next time and talk about NXT, the Hangover Edition, featuring the finals of the breakout throughout Tournament. We don't. I'll Mm -hmm. look it up after the fact. Uh, Cameron Grimes and Jordan Miles.